You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in. It is your Friday Locked On Syracuse podcast. We're leading you into Memorial Day weekend. You got any big Memorial Day plans this weekend, Tim? Yeah, so funny story. I was going to go to the beach. I booked an Airbnb with my friends, you know, Memorial Day, go to the beach. It's going to be a great time here in North Carolina. It's an easy drive. And Airbnb just pulled the carpet out from under us. They canceled our rental. So then we were kind of stuck without any alternatives because there was no way we're going to get another beach rental at that stage for Memorial Day weekend. So we're shifting and pivoting to the mountains, the other side of North Carolina. Oh, okay. And we were able to get an Airbnb there. So we've gone from beach weekend to mountain weekend now, but it'll All be right. fun. Interesting. Interesting little pivot there, but way to be flexible. Um, today's episode, we've got the win total for Syracuse football. It's a football Friday leading you into Memorial Day weekend. So we'll get to that in just a second. But first, hit that subscribe button if you are new to the show And if you're not, we thank you. But if you are, hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review as well. Tell us what you think of the show wherever you review your podcast. Also hit us up on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Throw us a follow and interact with us too. We'd love to talk with any of you out there as well about any pressing Syracuse topics. All right, so betonline.ag, our friends over there, created a line. Although they may not be our friends after seeing the line (laughs) that they put out for Syracuse, but it is three. The win total is set for the upcoming season at three. We're going to give you the case for the over, the case for the under, and then give you our pick at the end of the show. But when you lay it all out, so if you are taking the over, you're actually getting a favorable line. You're getting that even even juice, all right? So you're not pay- you put down 100 bucks, you're going to get 100 crazy. back if you I can't win. believe that. I mean, if you seen 3 was shocking, but seeing 3 the with juice even on the under. juice, yeah. That's yeah, weird. so the under is where you're going to have to lay a little bit extra. If you think Syracuse is going to have fewer than 3 wins, you got to lay 130 to get 100 back. Minus 130 on that underline. All right, so laying out the case for the under or for the over rather. I think it's pretty simple. I don't know how, how you feel about it, but yeah. if the quarterback and offensive line play is better than it was last season, I think this team is going to go over that three. And, and I, there's not much doubt in my mind either. Right. And I think it really comes down to is the offensive line better? Because if there is a better offensive line, I'm confident that we will find a quarterback out of the two guys that are vying for the spot, which... We've talked about recently, it seems like Tommy DeVito has a leg up in that race coming out of the initial sort of practices and in spring camp, but it, whether it's DeVito, Schrader, whoever, I feel like, or one of them gets injured, I feel better even, that if the offensive line is performing just adequately, like just better than they were, which was a total abomination the past couple years, and they did get a little bit better second half of last year. And they should be better by bringing in some transfers and adding some strength to that line. So, to me, this is a clear cut over. And when you look at the schedule, and I guess in terms of just making the case for the over, you could hit three wins, three games in. Yeah, Yeah. like (laughs) you could be pushing three games in, and then you're just hoping for an ACC victory, which I'd imagine Syracuse will win at least a handful of games in the. I shouldn't say a handful, but. 
you could win one or two games in the ACC. Yeah. Now the ACC There's a lot schedule of is it is kind of tough. I mean, every year you know we'll probably play it at some point where you go through win loss and and you do the the schedule game there. But there are a couple games I can tell you right now they're not going to win an ACC play. And I would say Clemson. Well, although we've done it before, and it's actually it's on a Friday night, October fifteenth, I believe. It was a it was a Friday night, October October thirteenth. Yep. Yeah, everyone remembers Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, and um, only reason I remember is because my birthday is October fourteenth. Right, I remember because that was fun for us because night. we I think you were at the game and then we all went out and partied after and then yeah. midnight struck and it was your birthday. All of right. A sudden. Yeah, it was uh, at Castle Court. Everyone threw a yep. birthday party for me mm-hmm. that night. Not that actually, I think but- is the. <laughs> Well, no, I should say the final four my freshman year is the most DPS and like the public safety officers turn their heads the, yeah. the most that that day. But the Clemson upset is number two. And then someone started shooting off bottle rockets and then it was kind of over. <laughs> right. I remember that. Then everyone had to, to vanish. The other thing I remember yeah, people about were that throwing is- bottles everywhere. It was it was a mess. I was up at, I think I had an 8 a.m. shift for the student radio to talk about the game. So very little sleep, but I remember we were so jacked up, me and my buddies who were doing the show, because they had just beat Clemson. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. there was so much to talk about. You were probably so drunk on the air time. then, too. Yeah. Um, so, still okay, were. so Clemson, probably not going to be a win. At Virginia Tech, I mean, they're kind of trending downward as a program, but that's tough. At Florida State's tough. There's just a lot of games in the ACC where I'm like, eh, that's going to be kind of hard. I mean, I think we laid it out, too. The road games this season are not easy. No. I I don't see Syracuse winning a road game this year. No, so for those that don't know, just because I have in front of me, well, the first road game they should win. It's at Ohio. But if you're talking ACC, ACC, which you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at Florida State, October 2nd. At Virginia Tech, October 23rd. At Louisville, off of a bye on November 13th, and then the week after, they go to Raleigh to play NC State on a Saturday as well. So, yeah, that's four tough ACC road games. All right, quick break to remind you about betonline.ag, the website that put out the over-under we're discussing today on the podcast, the over-under of three. You can go there right now and lay your bet, whether you like the over, the under, Hopefully, most of you, because your Syracuse fans are, are leaning on the over, but I'll let you decide objectively on that one. You can go, and when you go to betonline.ag, just put that in your web browser. It'll pop right up. Then you use our promo code, which will get you a 50% welcome bonus. That promo code is locked on. All one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on is our promo code to get you a 50% welcome bonus over at betonline.ag. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The case for the over, though, obviously, I look at the schedule and I see a number of toss-up games at home in the ACC. 
You look at Wake, you look at BC, you look at Pitt. Programs you're familiar with, programs that you have beaten in the last three, four years, like those are games where, okay, you take care of business right out of the chute. At Ohio versus Rutgers versus Albany, then you just need to win one of those. And if you win two of those, then okay, you can maybe afford to drop a Rutgers game or something like that. Because, I mean, I think the Scarlet Knights were improved last season, and I'm not saying that's an absolute gimme for the Orange this year either. No. I just look at the schedule. And when you look at the non-con, too, that's going to be pivotal for this team in terms of where you go with the total. Whether you yeah. push, whether you go over, whether you go under. Those first four games... If you go two and two, it's going to be a lot tougher to hit that over because I mentioned, I don't think you can win any of the road games in the ACC. And then on top of that, you look at the the home games in the ACC. Listen, there's, I think, three winnable games, but are you going to win all three? That's the question. I don't think you're going to win all three and so you're kind of clawing at, okay, can you go two and one in those toss-up sort of games in conference? It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But I, if you can go 3-0 oh out of the shoot, then no doubt in my mind this team's going to hit the over. But if you don't, then uh, it gets a little dicey. And listen, I'm not saying – I'm not going to count this team out from the Liberty game either because that's an early game. It's, it's in the Dome too. You could win that, but – Liberty also, <laughs> they took your lunch money last time. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got Malik Willis, a fantastic quarterback who's back. So it's going to be a tough game against Liberty, but I'm not going to rule it out as a potential win either. Yeah, and look, I think you will know if you're over or under is going to hit, or we'll know if Syracuse is going to be threatening for a bowl game after the first three games even. And you well, can throw can in I Liberty say this? as well. Yeah, I think after the first two games, you will know yeah. what's going to happen to the total. Win. Yeah, yeah, Albany is a win, and you're going to know after that Rutgers game whether a this team's going to a bowl game barring a, a major injury, and b whether or not the the win total is going to hit. You, you're going to know after two weeks. It, it, yeah. it's going to be pretty apparent, I think. And this, I guess, gets into the case for the under here, but the case for the under, and I kind of, the more I look at this, you know, it's Vegas, you, you start to think, uh, maybe they're on to something. Remember that one year, I guess it was the the really, the team that was really hyped up off of the Camping World Bowl. Yeah. Their over-under came out, and it was like five and a half, and everyone just smashed it, and we didn't even hit it. We went five and seven that year. It was shocking that the over-under was that low, because people had us picked to go back to the Orange Bowl at nine wins, 10 wins. And I don't know if it was just one side. I can't remember. I think it was like a fan duel that came out and put us at five and a half and everyone was puzzled. Well, well, I, ha- I had a conspiracy behind that. I remember. And I don't oh, know if we were doing New the York, show. Right? Because it, New York yeah. was not a, and I still believe is not a, a legal sports bet state at the time. And I thought, okay, this is going to, because there are a lot of petitions flying around. At but the New time. Jersey is, and it, it New has Jersey been, is. right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is what they're going to do. This is the ploy here. They want all these New Yorkers to sign this petition so it gets across Cuomo or whoever's desk it needs to get across so they can legalize sports gambling in the state of New York. <laughs> yeah. And because they see this low Syracuse win total and they want to just hammer it. And I thought, okay, this is going to be what, what legalizes sports gambling in the state of New York. Now, obviously, it never happened. 
But right. I thought they that didn't was going to be it. one of the stepping I, stones. Like, no, they didn't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they made out like bandits. Right. So anyway, the more I look into this, do I think they're going to win more than three games? Yes. And I know that's spoiling the, the last part here, but we'll get into our reasonings why. It's just, it is a little bit, you could, the case for the under is this. They start out and they don't have the offensive line figured out. The defense is a train wreck in the first couple weeks because that new secondary is young. They just haven't gotten all the pieces in order. And they lose one of the first two games. And honestly, if they lose one of the first two games at Ohio or versus Rutgers at home, I'm not feeling great about hitting over three. I'm feeling fine maybe about a push at that point. But if they lose one of the first two, they're squandering a game that I am expecting them to win. And there's not a whole lot of games on the schedule that I can say that. There's really maybe max four games that I look at right now. And I'm like, yeah, that should be a win. And even that is counting Wake Forest, who it, it could be a loss. I mean, it's, a, it's an ACC right. game. No, and, and that's the thing is, I don't know where the four wins are, but I see four winnable games, right? And, and it, it's really not four. It's probably more like five or six. But I don't know where the win is. The wins are. I can point to maybe like two or three games where I'm like, lock it in right now. That's a winner. But yeah. at the same token... There are also a number of games where it's like, okay, that's a coin flip game. Can they win? Absolutely. But could I also see them going out and losing by 20? Yeah, I can too. So yeah. in terms of, for me, I think you laid it out pretty well. The The case for the under is that the quarterback play, or really, I, I think you kind of laid it out. It's 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 a chicken and the egg thing, but the, the offensive line leads to poor quarterback play and just all the little plug-ins for the offensive line, they're not going to be able to gel early on. And if it's a struggle out of a gate, again, we mentioned, it's not going to be an easy close to the season. So that, that to me, is a pretty formidable case for the under. It could happen. And again, that's a lot of why you and I are saying these first couple of games, games one and two, you'll probably know whether or not this team is A, going to be good, B, going to hit a bowl game, and C, going to go over the win total. You will know in the first two games. So, and it does, this team has potential, I think it was 2015, the one year where they started out 3-0 and then lost the rest of the games. Mm -hmm. Um, But played competitive. Played competitive against Clemson. Played competitive against LSU. Like, it wasn't like they were rolling over. And again, there were some games where they were rolling over, but... They played competitive in a number of these games. They they went through the dry stretch, and then they beat Boston College on a game-winning field goal and, and carried Scott Schaefer off on his shoulders. Like, yeah, right. That was that season. That's all you need to know. A coach got fired. <laughs> a coach was told, yep, you're fired, but you'll we'll let you coach this last game. And then they, they won on a game-winning field goal, and they carried him off the field on his shoulders. Yeah. So it has potential for a similar sort of record win-loss trajectory because of how the schedule lays out. And let's be honest, Vegas is usually really good at this stuff, and they've got all kinds of formulas and equations here to get to this number and basically i'm assuming what they do is they go game by game they put a percentage next to each chance of each game of syracuse winning that game the percentage chance and then they calculate it and the numbers probably spit out three wins because 
you could even say Rutgers is a toss-up game. I think they should beat Rutgers. I really hope they beat Rutgers. And maybe you can make case that they could, um, you know, I think they're going to be better than people are expecting. So that's why I'm going to ultimately say that they go over three here. But I also see a world where they play decent football and they end up with three wins right on the dot and they just run into a tough ACC schedule with the young defense and still a lot of unproven pieces. I will say this about the Rutgers game. That's going to be, and I'm assuming this is a, a an assumption I'm going to make now, but full stadiums, full stadiums for the start of college football. Yeah. Even, even in a state like New York, I'm expecting to see full stadiums. That Rutgers game is going to be one of the most attended Syracuse sporting events. Actually, I'm not, no, that is going to be the most attended Syracuse sporting event of the year. Because people have been wanting to go to games for how many months now? Like, it's going right. to be, by the time you get there, it's going to be like a year and a half. And I know there's a sprinkling of fans at the uh, lacrosse games and stuff like that. But that Rutgers game is going to be sold out. I'm going to yeah. call it right now. Because it's, it, there's an itch that needs to be scratched. And they are not going to And that should care. help them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they are not going to care how bad the team is. At least for the first half, the game will be sold out. Will right. it be sold out for the second half? That remains <laughs> to be seen. Yeah, and if they lose to Ohio on the road game one, maybe that hurts their chances, but... Gosh, they'll sell out. Be they'll, Ohio. They'll, they'll be a, a sellout paid crowd, but yeah. I don't know if the paid crowd will show up for, <laughs> right. for that game. Hey, quick break to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever. It is Built Bar, and they just keep on rolling them out. There's new flavors seemingly every month with Built Bar. Now they've got six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can't go wrong with 12 of their original flavors as well. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. Plus, Built Bar is perfect for the health-conscious guy, and it's also... Excellent if you're trying to lose or maintain weight while also indulging in a great treat. They're low-calorie, high-fiber, and they're great even if you're on a keto diet as well. And right now, Built Bar is offering you this great deal. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your next order. All right, getting into the verdict of where we stand on will this team go over or under, I think Tim and I have kind of made ourselves pretty apparent through our our rationale here, but I do think this team is going to go over that three. And at worst, we'll push. I see five or six very winnable games on this schedule, and you're really only asking for them to, to get half. And when I say winnable, I mean right out of the gate at Ohio and then versus Albany, there's two, all right? There's two, and you're asking for one to push and two to go over. And I think it's important when we lay out the juice scenario like we did at the beginning. And what we mean by juice is when when you have an even line on a on a total, on a point spread, an even line means no juice. That means you're getting back what you put in. But on a juiced line where you have negative juice on the under here, minus 130 on the Syracuse football under, you're going to have to lay 130 to get 100 back. So 
I think when you factor in the juice, when you factor in the schedule, and also this, for the first time since Eric Dungy was on the roster, I shouldn't say since Eric, because the same was true the first year of the the Tommy DeVito era, but you know you're going to have a quality quarterback in there at all times. If something were to happen to DeVito, to Garrett Schrader, the backup situation is pretty good. It's not like it was last season, where yeah. the the backup was a guy, hasn't seen a lot of snaps, and you just didn't feel confident. This time around, if something were to happen, or if one of the quarterbacks were to struggle, you feel confident in the backup situation. And yeah. that, to me, is a, a good sign for a team whose win total is set at three, that you can at least push, if not go over. My guess, honestly... I came into this thinking three is a shockingly low number. I look at the schedule. You can probably tell by listening. I'm not as confident that they get over, but you said it best. I'm pretty dang confident they get to three wins and at least give us a push here. I don't see this team winning less than three games next year, barring catastrophe. Now, you might be thinking, oh, this is two orange homers, whatever. We were both on the (laughs) under last year. And... we said two wins last year, and we came up short. We yeah. came up short on that. And injuries were a huge part of last year, but we looked at it rationally, and we said all ACC schedule, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, not a lot of time to prepare for the season. And we were worried, and frankly, we were mostly right, and, and actually they were even worse than probably we were projecting. I, I don't remember if I had two, three wins, whatever it was, but we were under and I'm not just going to pick over every time. I'm going to tell you guys objectively what I think. And objectively what I think right now is they will probably get to four wins. But I could see them winning three games next year and it not being a total disaster of a season. It's just the schedule lines up that after the first couple games, they have some tough games, some really tough games. And I'm worried that they start out a little sluggish because I'd rather those easy games be at the back half of the schedule. And that's never going to happen. But in a perfect world, that would be better for them getting above three wins. Now, I would still take the over because, like I said, at worst, I think they push. Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm with you. I'm not saying this is a bowl team because, frankly, I don't think it is. It, it would take a very 2018-like effort to to make a bowl game. And I think the way that the schedule stacks up, you've got a really tough road schedule. The, the home games are largely toss-ups aside from Clemson, but it, it's, it's tough, and especially when you're throwing in a, a no-joke game like Liberty, who when you schedule the game, you probably thought, okay, yeah, you, you, you paid your way into a, a free win. That's not a free win. And it's even not. Rutgers it's gonna be a tough game. with Shiano right. is, is yeah. tougher They're now, a new in my team. mind. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree with you on, on that regard as well. So, and remember, that game was supposed to be Wisconsin, too, if I remember correctly, that Rutgers game. But then Wisconsin canceled the series with Syracuse. But aside from that, listen, I think it'd be very tough and it'd be a very uphill battle to get to five wins. But can they get to, to four? Absolutely. Now, we shouldn't be <laughs> ticker-taping the, the parade and, and drawing up the route for a four-win team. No, we shouldn't because this is a program that should be getting more than that. They should be popping up and, and contending for ACC title. Not ACC titles, but like 
being in one of the higher tier ACC bowl games year after year, but it is a little frustrating to see that we're at this point in the Dino Babers tenure and the win total is set at three. It's yeah. a little frustrating to see. No, that. it is. And I think this comes down to, you got to ask yourself, is the offensive line going to be better next year? Or is it going to be, you know, adequate next year? And I would say yes, based on what I've heard out of camp, and we haven't been able to hear a ton, and we haven't been able to watch a spring game, unfortunately, but from what we've gathered, from what Stephen Bailey's reporting, it feels like it's been mostly positive, and the holes in the roster have traditionally been bright spots in the roster. Defensive back is a hole, going into the first couple games where they have some youth there and some inexperience and some question marks. But I feel good about the nucleus that they've had coaching staff-wise there, and I feel good about the tradition of defensive back that they'll be able to manage that as a whole. Same with wide receivers. So that's why I'm a little more optimistic of, on, of most than most on this team, and, and that's why I see them getting to four or five wins. You're right. I, I don't think they get to a bowl game just because there is a lot of youth and there's a lot of tough games on the road in a really tough conference. Also worth noting, too, I think we talk about the offensive line, but I think the defensive line is going to be very key this year because they could make or break that defense. You've got guys where that front three for the Orange, the youngest guy is going to be a fifth-year senior. If those guys aren't generating pressure, the defense is going to be in for a long season because you're going to have the inexperience on the back end, over the head, and if those guys cannot get to the quarterback, get to the running back early, you could be in for a long, long season on that side of the ball. So, And the, the last thing I'll say, we always go, okay, offensive line, what does it mean for quarterback? What does it mean for running back, too? Because Sean Tucker was really good last year with a so-so offensive line. Now, statistically, well, Syracuse— so-so, I like— Yeah. It was pretty crappy. <laughs> statistically, they're, they're better— run blocking than pass blocking. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'll give them that. But one of those but, run blockers, remember, one of the best run blockers, if not the best run blocker last season, was Chris Elmore. And yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be there. And I guess that's largely a good thing because... Well, you can put him at the up back spot like you right. used to if you want yes. to. And that'll and help. And it, so. it's a little different, but it, it, at least it, it's blocking still. Yeah. That's their running... I mean, I hope they go and lean in on their strength this year, which is running back. They've got a great running back room, and in order to maximize that, the offensive line has to be good for that. So again, in summary, it all comes down to the freaking offensive line. Please don't let us down again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's been tough the last couple of years, but we'll see. If that group, if the plug-and-play grad transfers and transfers are good to go out of the shoot. Okay, yeah. Then a lot of those toss-up games, I think, end up going Syracuse's way. And maybe you can steal a road game, too. Maybe you can. I I think it's going to be really tough. But if the offensive line plays well, then you can disregard a lot of what we said in the middle segment here. Because if the offensive line is playing well, the running game is going to be superb. And if the passing game can be the beneficiary of a fantastic offensive line then you're looking at a completely different Syracuse team that, listen, if you tell me right now that DeVito or Schrader are going to be clean in the pocket for a good portion of the snaps this year and the offensive line is going to be playing like it was in 2018, I'm not saying this team's going to win 10 games, but this team's going to go to a bowl game if the offensive line is what it could potentially be with the talent that they have on it right now. So, 
All right, that's going to do it for us on this Friday. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekends. Tim and I will be back with you. We may have Monday off. I'll check the schedule, but we may have Monday <laughs> off. We'll see. Um, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Also, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to hear a review from you as well. So do that. Have a safe, happy, fun, sun-soaked Memorial Day. Tim, enjoy the mountains, and we will talk to you guys next week. Oh,